Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's Hall at the Waterhole A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll It's time to neighbors CJ, Kate and Bea. Let's get the neighbors Hello, this is Neighbours, the Neighbours Recap Podcast We recap episodes of the Aussie Soap that aired in 2012 what a niche market. <laughs> Currently, all, all we can do is step back in time. But they're back, hot off the press mm-hmm. on um, uh, on the Bezos platform, uh, Freevee if you're abroad or Amazon Prime Video if you're local. And I'm Vaya. Uh, Kate's here. Hello. Hi. CJ's here. I am. Hi. Told you we'd be back. Oh, because we've got renewed energy and enthusiasm for our soap friends. Um, again, I didn't think I would be back in this as deeply as I am, but mm. I'm here. I'm ready. I feel, like, I feel like we're getting nightly episodes again. Mm. Yeah. And people all over the world are just back in. You know what's great though? Like streaming it. Like I watched the first two weeks in one sitting. Actually, I watched a little bit more than that in oh, one sitting. Oh, CJ, don't. You can't go ahead, mate. But <laughs> because I'm not being forced to do it by a network that's killing my favourite show. Yeah. Um, which is what happened at the end where they made us watch three hours a night yeah. and yeah. it was hectic. <laughs> um, Some kind of um, medieval torture. Yeah, it was. Um, it's fine because yeah. I'm not yeah, being yeah. forced into it. Also, I, I really don't remember that much. There's only so much kind of random neighbour's memory I can hold in my brain at any given time mm. that I don't remember the minutiae of mm. 2012. We are now really deep into this case of Toady. Being in hot water, he's in legal trouble. Yeah, yeah. Usually, he's on the other end of it, causing legal trouble for other people. Yeah, so it looks like he's like going to jail at this point. He's being questioned severely by a stern Scottish man. Yeah, yeah. Scott who, Cop. Scott Cop. Who, who, like Toadie keeps saying, "You know me. You know I couldn't do who, this." Like, who is this man? I don't know. Oh, he's Scott, gritty. Scott Cop. Well, I looked up the actor who plays Scott Cop, and he does have his own Wikipedia page, oh. which. The main feature of is that he played Scott Cop on Neighbours. I feel like he is recurring. We do see him any time. For, then for a while, um, then I think Robert Grubb was in that role, like who I just saw on stage yeah. as Admiral Boom in Mary Poppins. Oh, mate, um, Flying Doctors, Robert yeah. Grubb. So every now and then when they need an extra gritty detective mm. to come in. I like him. Yeah, he really just brought some dimension. Maybe, maybe he could come back. That could be good. Show, I actually yeah. feel like of all the... People have seen. He's, he's, yeah, because yeah. it is. It is refreshing to tune in, and the landscape is okay. The hospital's very well populated. The garage, the mm. nursery. Oh, there's mm. no one at the cop shop. We might as well bring in this ringer. Even more suburban than it is in modern times. This, you know, 2012 neighbours. Um, but but Toady somehow is being framed. That's the idea, right? By lawyers. I, 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 yeah, I feel like it's a big conspiracy against him by the partners at his job. Who yeah. we don't meet. They're unnamed. They're like no. the, they're unseen, like the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, or like that guy that lived next to Tim Allen. The, the only one we get to meet is Charlotte with the good hair. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she's lovely. Um, I mean, like, well, except that she doesn't really like Toadie. No. Uh, He's had yeah, a few conversations. Well, look, to be honest, we only like him because we've known him since he was a teenager. Like there was some sure. co- there were some conversations there that were mega awkward by the end of the week, and he kept really hanging on to his job for dear life. And I'm like, mate, it's going to be awkward in the tea room if you come back. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand. She does not like you. I don't know. I know people 
like this is this maybe it was even common, more common then than now, but people like fight to get their job back after they've been like unfairly dismissed. I'm like, I would just want money. Yes, <laughs> yes. Which is what happens here. So CJ, what does the firm give to Tony? So they give him money. Well, um, jumping ahead, he, they they offer him a redundancy payment, basically, don't they? They do, but it's um, there's hush money on it, so he's not allowed to talk about things. Also, I feel like he wasn't he's, he shouldn't be allowed to talk no. about things that happened at his no, job I'm as a lawyer. Imagine anyway. the confidential shit that would go down at that. I'm law pretty firm. sure he would have had a non um, what's it called a Just non, non-disclosure agreement. None, well, oh, no competing, non competing. Yeah, um, I that don't would have think been in so. his con- contract anyway. No, I don't think so because I don't think you could. So it's industry specific generally and non-competing. So you, they could say you're not allowed to set up Eastern Suburb shopping centres. <laughs> <laughs> I had one when I worked at a radio station or and and some TV productions. Yeah. Like you can't work for a competing network for like three months after you leave this job. Fair enough. It but was I very minimal. If you're a lo- like you could be a lawyer, I think. Sure. Yeah. 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 Like I know. I know my husband. Profession. My husband had one. Um, a recent job where he wasn't allowed to be a physio within X amount of kilometres oh, wow. of that la- last yeah. – well, it makes sense. That means that he can't just go like two blocks away and steal all the clients <laughs> from the previous business. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Speaking of Phil, by the way, didn't he um, diagnose and, uh, Christos with something while he was lying <laughs> in hospital? Phil's just literally sitting on the couch beside me just kind of yeah, watching neighbours through glazed eyes. And Christos is lying in the hospital bed with, weirdly, an X-ray illuminated beside him. which Perpetually. Never turns off. Isn't a thing. It's like some sort of mood lighting going on there. I'm like, is someone going to come and explain this to him at any point? And we're just sitting there and then he just pipes up with, oh, my God, he's got scoliosis. (laughs) Is that that why he's in hospital? And I was like, no, but, you know, I'm glad they picked it up. (laughs) That is the level of diagnosis that Carl's dealing with at the moment. Um... He was on some good drugs, though, in that hospital. Yeah, well, we didn't talk about it last week, but in the in the um, synopsis that CJ handed us out, it said something like, "Oh, the Summer and Andrew go to visit Christos, but he is warned by Nurse Aiden that he will he's not like his usual self." But really, that just meant he's off his face on painkillers. <laughs> he's really joyous. And was this was that the first time we got to meet Aiden? I well? think so. Yeah. What a charmer! Beautiful Aiden, who in real life now has a baby with the real life Janae Timmons. Yes, because they met Aww. on they became they became successful. A, a, Yes, like like Seagull. And a couple on the 100. Yes. Is Seagull successful? Yes, he is. He's like some sort of like... Was he the one that was on Once Upon a Time? No, no, he's like a Norse god. By the way, if you're not keeping up, if you're not up to date with our episodes, Kate has a new nickname for Andrew (laughs) Robinson. That's the sanitised version of Seagull shit, which is what he looks like. (laughs) His hair... We're just we're we're viewing. What's his name? Jordan something. Jordan Smith is it? Or oh, well done. Just we put are, in seagull. We are viewing <laughs> previous episodes with a new lens. Well, Kate finds that out anyway. So Toadie has a plan to get off this um thing, and the cop Scott cop he seems to know, like he's in on the plan, like because he oh, knows Toadie. You you have gone past my favourite storyline of this week. Well, we Which, could come we, back to it. Yeah. No, no, it's part of this. You've, oh. you've already skipped past it. What oh, is no. it? Okay. Tony goes into the office, speaks to our favourite Bogue done good receptionist <laughs> who says, oh, I don't know who this guy is. I mean, if I was presented with a picture of said Basher, I would have said, that looks like Marty Sheargold. <laughs> 
It probably it could have actually legitimately been Marty Sheegold. Yeah, Sounds like it's his like form. Marty Sheegold's brother, at least. Yeah. And she goes, uh, look, yeah, he had like a tattoo on his arm. Which was it? Was something stupid? It was like dish liquor. Dasher. Dasher. That's it. And I thought, oh, he's a very Christmassy guy. He's very festive. So then, but um, Dash, Dasher's a um a greyhound. Dasher. Yeah. So then, Luzicus goes down to the um, Doyle Coil because he's got the gilts. Because he's he's like, oh, I better Miss Marple yeah. this, so that yeah, I yeah yeah because Christmas got beaten up because it was meant for me. <laughs> and it's not about you, Luzicus. But by God, what a meeting of the minds when. <laughs> And Luzicus and Coyle have a conversation. And then go crack the case together. Yeah. Um, Coyle goes, oh, yeah, I didn't really get to see the guy, but he was driving like a, a, a Holden, which I was like, oh, shout out to SponCon there. Um, and then he goes, oh, and I had a sticker of one of those dogs you see tied up outside the shops with their tail between their legs. All dogs? And I just... My face is just like almost like a meme, just going, what the fuck? But Lusicus goes, what, a whippet? And I'm like, what? Why would you go straight to whippet? And, but then that call goes, no, 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 oh, greyhound. Look, they're speaking a language we are not privy to. I don't know how they connected those dots, and but then, they did. But then Lusicus goes, oh, Dasher. It's because it's, it's, you know, Santa's little helper type thing. Yeah, yeah it's the name of a dish licker. Yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a um it's a sport close to Kate's heart. Yes. Well, yeah. not only that, I squealed this week because where did they go to? Like, where did Detective Lusicus go to try and track down? Was it the money? Place, was it the place you found love? <laughs> the place I met my husband. <laughs> Turns out I could have met bloody Lusicus or Marty Sheagold there. Was it, is, that, is it literally called The Meadow in real life? It's literally called The Meadows. The yes. Meadows. Yeah. The Meadows in real life because it's in Broad Meadows. Oh, yeah. up the road. I, yeah. I've also been there. Up the road. But sorry to disappoint you, it wasn't the real The it, Meadows. It was a car park in Nana Wadding, was it? Was it was a car park in Nana Wadding. <laughs> yes. And also it was a Holden Epica that he was driving. Mm. Because no. my partner KB walked past and went, oh, the Greyhound's right next to the hospital and the mechanics. <laughs> Very handy. <laughs> um, so they've gone to find the real culprit, of the basher. They kept calling him the basher, Dasher the basher. Muddy Sheagold. <laughs> he's like paid to bash. He's not just bashing for bashing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I don't know why. Just to threaten the garage because they weren't coughing up for the development. God, how awful. It's, it's really convoluted. But... Um, oh, by the way, sorry, um, Seagulls on a show called Vikings. Oh, great. Oh, right. And he's hot now. Oh, hello. Oh, okay. Show me. Hold up that oh, phone. No, no, this is like the terrible Wikipedia one. But this I'll was at it. the German Vikings con. Oh, wow. He's very shiny now. He's very different oh, I've, too. I've, I've got to find you a better picture of him because he is hot. Oh, I can, I can gather it from that one. Oh, God, Look. he really got into it, didn't he? Yeah. He's no Seagull shit now. Oh, no, no. He's got the Hemsworths going on there. Yeah. So in the middle of all of this... Toadie is – I don't know what his law firm he's, – he's tarnishing their reputation. They're losing clients because they think he's in the shit for this. Yeah, because they lost the counsel. Oh. Last week AJ was there, which I feel oh. like it was the first time we met AJ. Right. Yeah, so. First time I met him. Okay. Or, yeah. uh, look, I feel like it was. Though yeah. that said that um, – I didn't even remember a, him. I remembered Priya and that's it. It was mm. alluded to later in the week yeah. that Susan had written an article Cause, about. Because Susan has a meet cute with Priya, which I adored. <laughs> So, um, Toadie is sent this payout, which is beautifully revealed in that classic TV trope where he and Sonia are crowded around the laptop at the nursery and he's just got his payout in from his 
workplace and they go, oh, is that's a lot of zeros. Is there, is there, have they made a mistake? Like, because they can't say the number out loud because whatever. It's well, because fiction. probably, you know, like, you know. 11 years later, people would be mocking how little the money is. Exactly. But, yeah. but he says it's a six-figure payout in the next breath. So this, this it's is- enough to cover two years of his salary and more because he they got a say in his career. So I'd, I'd, I don't think it was non-compete in the sense that he couldn't work for people, but they were allowed to tell him mm. whether he could each instance, I guess, that he's offered a job yeah. um, for two years. So, Which, okay, thinking about it, he'd have to be at a minimum on 80K back then. He's a lawyer. Yeah. So that's that would be around the minimum. So it's possibly like they're looking at about 200K, which he's a goddamn idiot for not yeah. taking. Poor Sonia. She was so excited. Yeah. She was like, we're going to be afloat. Yeah, yeah. Ca- Callum just wants some extra RAM. Squid's a growing boy. Yeah. We're going to have – he's going to be well fed. Oh, as the, look, I took a photo of the, all of Toadie's emails, as you would, and <laughs> the first one was set was from Callum and it just said paper round oh. and then with a sad, you know, like, you know, colon, you know, oh. open brackets. He's an idiot. I felt for Sonia. I'm like, oh. But also, so people were going to say – if he took it, he wouldn't get another job in a corporate – don't Firm. understand this because people are made redundant all the time. Especially as if lawyers would sneeze at whatever the hell he yeah. took. And, and he also he um, he was silenced because he wasn't allowed to speak to the press. That, was that, he silent? Yeah, was he or silenced? Was he, silenced. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't allowed to speak to the press. Again, that's typical. Which is, that, it, that is weird. Yeah, it's lawyers aren't going to go, oh, well, I can't trust you because you won't talk yeah. to people talk. about your private business from your employment. He should be saying to Paul, who's, by the way, the editor of the newspaper. Love it. He should be saying, you can stick it. Go call my law firm's publicist, PR team. That's who will give you a statement. And he, whereas Paul's like, oh, you're going to be bored, are you? Oh, it's not like Jared or Becky to be... Go smoke a pole, Robinson. <laughs> and, he, and it gets to him and he goes straight to that law office and he's like, I don't want your payout, I want my job back. And the receptionist is like, I don't know, I don't know how to I, deal with this. What heart. is wrong with you? They, they don't <laughs> want to talk to you. <laughs> we don't like you. Go away. <laughs> and he like walks past of what will be the Rebecca Law Office down the track and looks I, at it wistfully. What? That is what I did not get. We went from that scene where he's envisaging his name on that door going, yeah. This could yeah. be yours, this kingdom. I'm going to write some wills here. <laughs> and then next scene, he's all teary eyes when they're like, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. And he's oh, literally, shit. his eyes have teared up. And I'm like, hang on. I thought he was all like, no, nah, just take the money and run, bro. You're an idiot. You could spend two years building up that amazing office and building. Like, you could be Lucy having Lucy Durax me- one day going to work there. Yeah. Like, You're you going to cop a blowy in there in front yeah. of all <laughs> of just, the Lassiter's conference. actually, <laughs> that not that this reminds me of that, but this poignant moment where they leave the police station after the resolution, which we'll talk about in a second, but Sonia and Toadie walk out of the police station and heave a sigh of relief and go, oh, now we can get back to our lives. And I just went, oh, that's going to be cut short. Mm. <laughs> oh, actually, my, my favourite bit of foreshadowing from this week was um, Callum talking about how he wanted to design video games and yeah. make heaps of money out of it. And I was like, bless you, my child, and, you will. And Tony's yeah. like, okay, boomer, because he doesn't know that you can study to do that sort of oh thing. Oh, my God. Has it, how could he not know that? He was just at university and like last week. Callum's high-tech gaming system is like an old laptop, like with a trackpad. He can't, it, yeah. Like, 
poor yeah. guy. He's like, can we get another game card? And Toadie's like, no, I'm turning down the money. Mate, go back to eating bloody leftover lentils yeah. like when you were at your grandma's yeah. place, okay? Aww. Graphics card, I should have said. Um, the, 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 the denouement for this um, gritty police drama is that – so this um, – uh, Marty Sheargold has dropped Toadie's name in it. He said, yeah, I bashed him, but the person who told me to was Jared Rebecca. I, I, I want me lawyer. <laughs> so Toadie hatches a plan and he appears and says, hello, I am Legal Aid. I am your lawyer. Let's go and talk to the police. And Marty Sheargold's like, oh, okay, great, cool. Yeah, anyway, Jared Rebecca told me to bash that guy. And, and tell me more about this Jared. <laughs> and then he's like, anyway, you can help me out, lawyer. What's your name? He goes, didn't tell you my name. It's Jared Rebecca. And so he's like, hey, it worked. He doesn't know who I am. Therefore, he couldn't have um, oh, stitched me up. And I would, I would love Legal Legal Beck on that one because that sounds <laughs> it, like they would just go, no, nah. It's like it's nah, the, it's that's all the evidence they needed. No, nah, this like absolutely screws up the, whatever case they had against Muddy Sheargold. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to yeah, hold yeah. up and call yeah. He's been uh, – Tony shouldn't be allowed be, into his interview room. <laughs> there is going to be no justice for Christos here. No. Poor Christos. No. All that's – the only person getting justice here is Tony. Yeah. Um, no payout. Just has to work for those awful lawyers. And so Christos, though, is recuperating in hospital. He's mm-hmm. fine because um, um, Reese did – mechanic surgery on him. Yeah, with a flat, <laughs> flat head screwdriver. Which I don't think we even saw. It was like he was slumped on the ground and the next thing you know, the ambulance took him I away and he was okay. I'm still – this whole two weeks feels very disjointed. <laughs> I don't understand what's going and, on. Yeah. And that's – like pretend, they would have picked up no new viewers in 2012 because how could a new <laughs> viewer start watching the show and understand what the hell's going on? Yeah. I watched like easily 15 – well, like 10 years before this show solidly and I still don't have any idea what's going on. I um, had – so I had an extra insight and here's where we'll get to um, my involvement in these episodes. Uh, I think – so you're a hospital patient. Yeah. Um, so you're around the Christos scenes. Yes. And the f- so what was your motivation? I first remember. What, what was your like medical issue that caused you to be uh, wandering the corridors of Erinsborough Hospital? Inability to wash myself, evidently, because <laughs> I looked slovenly in a puffy, fuzzy purple dressing gown, which was my own at the time. I no longer own that. Maybe you're like, see, I feel like the only people that wear their dressing gown to hang out with the nurses yeah. are maybe psych patients. Oh. Okay, valid, valid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Drug seekers. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Oh. That poor that poor nurse. Hey, that poor I'm, nurse I'm, didn't I'm, have what I needed. I'm in pain. Okay. I'm at a level oh, ten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't see we don't get to hear Vaya talking, but we can just imagine what she's saying. I'm having a long conversation up there at that <laughs> desk, in between Andrew and Summer's so this shoulders. Reese, this uh, Doctor <laughs> Reese is he a uh, single? Yeah. Oh, that is absolutely <laughs> what I would have been saying. That's tragic. And my bestie Joe, who was in some of the previous episodes as a nurse because she was skinny enough to wear the nurse's costume, not a word of a lie. You had to be – if you were like size eight, you could be a nurse. Um, Excellent. It's just like real life. Yeah. <laughs> and she is one of the – she gets like a close-up, her and another nurse, when Hot Cop walks past and they like look over him and giggle. Like mm-hmm. – for no reason, just that he's hot and they're there and they're nurses and he objectifies them. Um, yeah. 
So I remembered, I had a flashback to that day because I remember Tash saying Bradley Cooper. I just, it just stuck in my head when Chris is confessing, they're reminding him of all the stuff he said while he was off his face on pain meds. Because this stood out to me at the time because they don't do a lot of current references. Mm. So that was like the Silver Linings playbook era. So Tash, he said... Summer and Andrew, you're like my favourite three and four people. And Tash, you're my favourite after Bradley Cooper. And I remember I was off – I wasn't – I was off to the side when they were shooting this. I was in a corner with probably with my head in a book not wanting to be chosen so I could just sit there and mind my business. And so I, my ears pricked up when that scene came on. I'm like, I remember her saying Bradley Cooper. And then in the next episode – it's the Wednesday of this week – is Purple Dressing Gown Day – and this is the scene where it's Which would have been the first time I'd seen you in person yes. on screen. Yes. And this is – so these are the episodes where it's coming back from summer break and Andrew, the, all the kids are getting their university placements. When you go to Erinsborough High, you have one university available to you and that is Eden Hills University, Eden University. And also the placements come up in the newspaper just as the degree. Like it doesn't – I don't – I don't even know if it mentions the university. It's, <laughs> like it's just oh, assumed. Journalism. Yeah, just as journalism. So I graduated from high school, I don't know, 15 years before this point and that is how I found out what uni I was going into. Oh, really? By like midnight going into like I think Fed Square. I don't oh. even know if Fed Square existed then but it was around where Fed Square is, around there. And, yeah, that's what, like, the newspaper delivery van wow. turned up, like, just after midnight because mm. they did that for, um, like, particularly for that night as well with the early edition of the paper and that's how I found that's out. Cute. And that was because I don't even think, like, the phone lines opened for it because that's how else you could find out. You could ring and, like, punch I, in different codes. I think that's what I did. I can't remember. Yeah. yeah, I did phone line. But you didn't wait to look at the newspaper I got a letter first thing in the morning as well. Well, everyone gets a letter as well. Like, no, it's in a before the day. Oh, okay. Because I got a special thing. Okay, <laughs> Summer Hoyland. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I was Summer Hoyland because she like was freaking out. She, she cheated. Yeah, yeah. She got into journalism and then um, Andrew got into business, which who cares. But then she got jealous because Summer got like higher marks yeah. than her. and. So- but then, so c- continuing the old beautiful genius yes. trope of neighbours. So Tash, you mean? Yeah, Tash got good marks. Yeah. And she is like, oh, I don't care. I'm just going to do contemporary arts, which let's stop down there. What is contemporary arts? Look, I Googled it. You can do a master's of it at Melbourne Uni. Yeah, a master's, not an undergrad. It's essentially um, how to be a professional artist. So I think this is. Oh, no, fine arts was yeah, what I was Yeah, so it's not did, fine yeah. arts. It's not creative arts, which I thought she was no, going for. No, no, but for. it is what's how to be a professional fine artist. But I don't think that's what they were imbuing that as the meaning. Mm. I think they wanted Tash to be ad- alluding to the fact that she was going to do an arts degree. I yeah, think, which, but yeah, arts, fuck them. Yeah, fuck them because I did an arts degree and I got a good mark, but whatever. Well, my niece also got a very good yeah. – she's about to go and do arts Just now. Just follow your bliss, mate. Yeah. Also, just on the spectrum, I got a bad mark and did an arts there degree. <laughs> and, and CJ <laughs> – Continues to add degrees like, to I've her name. I got a middling one, and I ended up with an arts degree. <laughs> yeah, everyone can have one. No shade. It's very respectable. Yeah, look everyone at us should now do one. doing podcasts. Would we have ever thought of such a thing we're back all, in twenty twelve? We're deep thinkers, <laughs> and that's why because of our arts degrees. Yeah. But I think she was trying to say arts degree, but maybe they were trying to convey the the Mickey Mouseness of an arts degree by adding contemporary to the start of it. Maybe. Like, what are you going to do contemporary arts for? Oh. You don't even read. I'm like, what does that mean? Andrew? You're going to do interpretive <laughs> dancing? <laughs> like, maybe, like, maybe, maybe she, she wants to. And she was like, I like partying. I'm like, what? 
It's happening. She should, oh, should do events. But her deadbeat dad, her fucking deadbeat oh. dad, he's like, oh, all you need to go to uni for is to party, mate. you got to go and party before you, like, you're like, tied down with a ball and chain and you'll have like, a kid and a zombie you, wife. What are you talking oh, about, yeah. dad? Then you'll have to be a teacher. Um, so they're all, Tash is like, he is such a Brad Willis bloody, yeah. I, I can't say 2.0, but from the same 1.5. Precursor. <laughs> um, origin of species. But they, there's this moment where Summer, I just want to go calm down, but I was, I would have been exactly like this at 18. Just, she's just like, what are you going to do then? You got a really good mark. What are you going to do? You're just going to do arts. And Tash is like, my friend is in the hospital. And I would like to talk to him. <laughs> shut up. Look, yeah, I mean, just as now, as observers, you just want to go, oh, just shut the and, fuck and, up, you brat. And beautiful nurse Aiden comes in and says, shut up, you're now, in a hospital. Aiden, where's he from? Oh, he lays in, in the neighbor in the Erinsborough landscape. Or the actor. Like, I know that person. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, he he's gone on to, like, a good career now. Yeah. yeah. Um, the 100. <laughs> I think initially, though, he was from, like, Malmesbury or something, wasn't there he? There you go. <laughs> um, he's the most hardworking person on staff at that hospital. Mm. Gosh, very cheery. He he should be like a pediatric nurse. He's, he's wonderful. Very he's beautiful, and he mm. talks to Tash in the cafe about how you can change your mind. You can yeah. do whatever degree you want. You can change. I didn't start off nursing, but then I changed, and it's fine. I mean, realistically, looking at her, I don't think she should be doing contemporary. <laughs> no, mate, not on a whim. She was, she was a STEM star at school, wasn't she? Yeah, women in STEM, mate. So in the middle oh, of all this, <laughs> I am in the background of this scene and I remember it because I was a high-flying arts student and I took umbrage with the shade they were throwing on that arts degree. <laughs> Screw you, man. So you I was, could be I was probably right back there in the nurse's station going, fuck you. <laughs> arts <laughs> this, is good. This, this is what an arts degree gives you. <laughs> Represent arts. Um, yeah. I, I just... And then they were talking about being on their peas and it was just good times. And it's it's the same cut and paste, awesome foursome teen group with the same oh, problems yeah. year I in, year the out. the same thing. The up to- uptight, annoying annoying person, woman and yep. then the beautiful woman. Azanthi who eventually became a, went to med school. and The yeah. one guy that two girls fight over mm. and the loser normally wins. Yep. And then the other guy. Yeah. Who in this case is not interested in either of the girls. But then, but he, but he had dated Summer. Is that the deal? Yeah, because he didn't yeah. before he before he blossomed into his true sexuality. You know who yeah. he really reminds me Good. of. I think you'll like this reference, Jimmy Giggle. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's his real name? The, um, it, it, Jimmy Hoot. No, no. Jimmy. <laughs> That's the owl. Why he's on um, Taskmaster. Yeah, um, TikTok star. Yeah, I know. Jimmy Rees. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Something. Ja- is, is it James? Does he go by James? James Rees, yeah, Jimmy. yeah. Um, yeah. Jimmy Rees, yeah. He's got that earnest boy next door look about him. There is a lot going on with Christos. He really does. He's um he's come out of the closet to his uptight Greek family. He he's come out as a mechanic to his uptight Greek family. <laughs> did, you, did you hear um Scott Cop pronounce his name? Chris Pappas. <laughs> Don't you think, like, the uptight Greek family would be really excited about the garage? Oh, but his father wants him to do engineering, something with a bit more substance don't to it. Don't be like... Oh, okay. Don't be like Papu Con. And yeah. A, like my brother, Satiris, does engineering. That's oh, very respectful. Fair enough. Um, it, it is respectful. I would like my son yeah. to be an engineer. Um, but the... Um, I would have thought, because it's a really useful career to have in the family. Yeah, I think he and would like him to be a hobby mechanic. Yeah, yeah. But it does... Do um, we know what Papa Papas... 
um, does for a career. Ooh, he sits around judging his son. That's what, <laughs> I mean, he wears a flanny. Um, my dad mowed the lawn the other day in um, like a shirt and slacks and it was a very hot day. I'm like, Dad, why don't you wear a T-shirt? He goes, no, nah, it's too hard. just gets <laughs> stuck to you and nah, I don't like it. Yeah. I'm like, all right. You can't judge. So a lovely journey with the dad in that he's like, my son's a gay mechanic. I've got to come to terms with this. I'm dropping him off to the garage. But Christos is having some PTSD from being attacked there. Fair enough. He yeah, should probably I mean, be on work cover. And maybe they should have had the social worker visit him at hospital mm. to yeah. probe a bit further. Um, so where does Christos go instead of going to the mechanics? Pub. Go to the pub. <laughs> because God knows someone with head injury should be drinking alcohol at the pub. <laughs> but he's, and then, then what happens? His dad, his dad rings and how do we know it's his dad? It appears on screen, dad calling. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that was when they were trying some oh, high tech, yeah. superimposed text That's on screen. Lame. I loved it. So lame. I loved it. <laughs> but I also loved his reason that his dad, Papa Pappas, realised Chris hadn't gone to work is because his mum, his missus had sent him for some lunch to take oh, to Chris. Oh, what did he take in there? Come on, oh, tell us. Freshly, was- freshly made tzatziki um, with... Um, Oh, okay, it's really – I'm oh, trying to – I'm improvising, Kate. Just give me a minute. I'm on my feet. On, what's the favourite dip I always refer to? Oh, tara masalata. Well, you wouldn't have tara masalata and tzatziki. You'd oh, why not? <laughs> She's the Greek the Greek mama. Okay, <laughs> don't you got to have three? It's not a, tri- a trio of dips. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a swanky <laughs> bar. you got to put the eggplant one on that no one wants. <laughs> I love the eggplant one. A bit of spanakopita? Yeah, she would have – okay, definitely 100%. Fresh spanakopita, tzatziki – Bit of tara masalata as well. Maybe For she's flavor. Got tup- maybe, <laughs> maybe some Greek salad with some feta. Except we just call it salad. But yeah. <laughs> <enough>. um, <laughs> so Papa Papa sa- sa- come, saves the day and walks his son back to the garage and sits him in the car, takes him to back to the car and he's like, I'm here with you, mate. You don't have to go back to work immediately. In fact, you medically shouldn't. But here's your tools. Fix it. Fix the car. It's got a rattle in it. And yeah. So he goes, oh, the automatic transi- transmission was making a noise. He goes, no, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Go with me here. I'm trying to be – it's a moment. I'm trying to feel something. And so, he, yeah, he gets back on the tools, which is nice. Um, meanwhile, Luzicus is planning a trip to Sydney to see Dan Fitzgerald. Oh, my God. And see, look, a lot of this has been me Googling going, oh, is this before or after the baby? But then – After. Yeah, because he referred to oh, my brother and his son mm. and I was like, oh. Oh, that's yeah, oh, which awkward Toadie's love child son that wasn't, and yeah, Libby's. Oh, just, oh. oh what, a, what an awful scra- story! The scrag line. fight of the century in the street okay. causing this baby. Is why I hated Steph. But also, I um, there was a bit of a missed opportunity. This this is the sort of thing that it was a conversation that dragged out for like three episodes where Luzicus mm. is like, oh, that's my brother calling me. That was just my brother on the phone. Oh. My brother wants me to visit him in Sydney. It's like I, I, swear I fall into a coma every time he starts talking. It's like, can you give us anything else? Like, oh, he's struggling being a dad to a young toddler or baby or on I his know, own. Maybe he shouldn't have taken it off his mentally ill mother. Maybe he should have had some sort of parenting plan <laughs> implemented so he's not making, uh, he's not giving his son a massive trauma. So we could, maybe could have stepped out that issue. Like, why did Luzicus have to go to Sydney? So fast to help to be with Dan. All he says, I've got to go to Sydney. My brother wants me to go. And then Amelia's like, Oh, did you reconnect with him after your dad died? He's like, Nah, maybe go hang out with him then. Oh, but first, I'm going to head down the news agents. Oh, what was this plot? Remember an era when A, there were news agents and B, there were magazines? 2012. So much much of these 
scenes hinged on printed media. print media. The old mm. dead tree industry. <laughs> magazines and newspapers. <sighs> oh, the magazine. So Amelia comes in. So it's oh, it's okay. an arty yeah. black and white photography magazine. There was there was a magazine like that. Back sure. There, there was. What I was remember it? seeing it, it when like I was athletes. much younger. Athletes would be in the nud in there. Yeah. It was classy. Classy as fuck. It was classy, I tells you. Okay. <laughs> I remember seeing it when I was much younger at the lawn. Was it news black agent. and white? Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, and I was I was much it was, you know, it was racy to see. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was really weird how Amelia gives it to Lucas. Like, I you I know you're a photography buff. Oh yeah, because we got to see the little preview of that episode was the flashback to when Toad was in the nud wearing a jug <laughs> wearing like a barrister's wig holding a gavel. Oh dear. Oh, Do dear. you remember that? That was like woof. <laughs> Yeah, it takes you right back. Doesn't That's it? the only time he'll ever know what it's like to wear a barrister's wig. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, because you like photography, I've given you this photography journal. And he's having a little flick through. Oh, look at this. There's a light and shade, a chiaroscuro and da, da, whatever and the whole art terms. <laughs> no, but he reckon he'd be just, he, he would be a man who has perused many a zoo magazine. Yeah, he'd be like, also. check out those baps. <laughs> <laughs> Hundred percent. Is that Crystal from Big Brother? Hundred <laughs> percent. He would be like, "Oh, thanks, Amelia. Couldn't you have gotten me something from one of the other shelves?" <laughs> but then he's like, "Oh, <laughs> I know that moot." How <laughs> <laughs> you pronounce that? Um, <laughs> Amelia's like, "Check out page twenty-six, and she has posed in the buff artfully. Yes, for this." And so she, publication. she's a model? Yeah. She's done life I don't know what her job to, is. Well, is to, that to, it? To quote Michael later on, he goes, she's a free spirit. Yeah. That's her, that's her job. She <laughs> Lucas says, he goes, oh, do you know this photographer? Do, do you do makeup artistry for this shoot? She's like. So maybe she does that too. And she's like, no, this is my ass. Can you not recognise <laughs> it? That, that's me mood. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> Paul Robinson comes <laughs> He knows her bum. He starts thumbing through and he picks her out straight away. He's like, looking good. <laughs> so what is it when Paul Robinson can recognise your naked form but your current boyfriend cannot? Oh, he's apparently he, he's, not looking at that side often. He is so morally offended by her being in this magazine, oh, doing her thing in this magazine. And I'm just like, at this stage, I'm like, Ease up, Taliban. She's allowed to be in there. <laughs> My God, what is wrong yeah, with you? Yeah, you can have a glass of shut the fuck up, loser kiss. And I'm really proud of the show for agreeing with us on that. Going, yeah. get rightly fucked, Lucas. Um, this is her body. A, this is her choice. There's a lot of policing of behaviour, though. Mm. Like, it's Kyle telling Jade that she can't work with her broken foot. Oh. It's like, by the way, he's got something broken, but he's allowed to work. And also... In an era where Abby Lee Miller can teach those little girls to pirouette on Dance Moms without taking a f- step on that dance floor, yeah. Jade can yell out some commands to a boot camp class. And and I don't know why, but there's a lot of policing of behaviour. Everyone seems to find it their job to police behaviour other than the police. Of their, of their <laughs> spouses. Yeah. Policing women's Women. behaviour. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And what they do with their bodies. And Fuck. you know what actually had me dry heaving though? <laughs> Michael just lingering on the photos with a weird smile on his face. It's going, I've been there. 
Don't you reckon? Like, he was just, that's your sister-in-law. I turned to my husband. I said, imagine if my sister's husband looked at pictures of me in a magazine like that and, like, gave me compliments. I'd be disgusted. But she's not just his sister-in-law. She's his former lover. Yeah, I mean, that's that's also, like, oh, no, that's, oh, it's so disgusting. Um, I was more disgusted by the extras, the featured extras that had to ogle her, which I think was in Lucas's imagination. Yes, which was, who was buying that magazine? They would probably, news agents would have, would have been lucky to sell one. It and wasn't. Yeah, and Lucas was acting like it was hot off the press and everyone was down the news agent buying it, up. It yeah. literally wasn't Zoo magazine. <laughs> <laughs> That was all he knew, Kate. Okay? <laughs> all he knew. And, and everyone's looking at him like, news agent, what are you talking about? And he's he, he's really hung up on it. He's like, I don't want every guy in town ogling my girl. And she's like... He's worse than Coil. Oh, yeah. Like, firstly, it's art. And secondly, even if it wasn't art, it's her body and her business. And, and Kate Ramsey, voice of drunken reason, hungover reason, speaks the truth when she goes, Lucas, this sounds like it's your problem. Yes, yeah, that, that's actually that and not the, her problem. That was the one time I did like Kate this yeah, week. Yeah, and it's like she has to be drunk all night, haven't slept a wink for her to speak the truth and speak reasonably. So we met someone this week, though. Well, I'm hoping we all met her, not just me, because I've everything's very confusing to me. But Priya, I thought this was quite a cute to see. Meet cute rom com style. Yep. She and Susan are both. Due to meet the real estate agent in a cafe. Where do you when you guys you guys are in your houses mm. long term? But I house hunt frequently as a renter, and I'm constantly being turfed out of my home. I tend to meet with a real estate agent in the house that I am hunting. I mean, I bought my house two years before this episode, and we met the real estate agent in the house in the open for inspection. Yeah, like it's yeah, not down at Harold's. Yeah, very strange. Um, he doesn't show. And they're both annoyed with each other and then there's some miscommunication and then it's revealed that Susan has written an article that slanders AJ Kapua and Priya says, that's my husband. And that would be enough for me. I'd be like, get out. I'd just be like, I'm not talking to you any further. Who? If I was Priya, I'd be like... I'm not talking yeah. to this journalist. What a mole. Yeah. And like bugger off at that stage. Oh, I thought it was a little audacious of Susan... She looks at Priya reading this article. She goes, oh, like what you're reading? She's like, oh, actually, I wasn't really paying attention. No, I mean, it's the Aronsborough News, clearly not. No, it's tomorrow's fish and chip wrapper. But Susan's like, that's my byline. (laughs) Brag. I'd be like, like, mentally, I'd be like, the saddest bitch. (laughs) Just someone in your, okay, well, imagine a time when there were local newspapers, Mm, mm. and someone, you're sitting at a cafe flicking through the old Moorland leader, and someone goes, oh, like what you're reading? Mate, it's the bloody crime report. And it's the MX. Leader. Like it's – no, I'm not. I'm, <laughs> I'm passing time. I'm passing time in a pre-smartphone era, okay? Unless you're a 16-year-old work experience student who, who would be writing <laughs> those headlines, that's the only person who gets to pipe up and point it out. So they – I don't know what makes Priya come back, but like Susan – stumbles and drops her handbag and it's full of her clothes because she's living outside of the home because she and Carl have separated. <sighs> and she's a tragic figure. She has to live in the house of trouser yeah. and she doesn't want to get underfoot. So I she's mean, been showering at the gym, which kudos to you, Susan, for keeping up with your gym membership. But this is yeah. like a 2023 problem back in 2012, which is homelessness, homelessness in um, 
retirement age women. Yeah. Oh, it's a big social problem. Yeah, it is. Wow. Yeah. They don't have the same amount of super as men and oh, now they're living yeah. out of cars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Priya feels sorry for her and she's like, oh, you're having some problems with your marriage. She's like, what gave it away? She's like, you're house hunting. <laughs> and you're- I don't know why Priya came back because I'd just be like, ain't nothing going to break my stride. I'd just be off. I'd be like, sucks to be you. Priya's great and she was hard done by as a character, I find. You know what I'm most excited for when they move into the Brendan? The velvet couch oh, she brings with her. Yes. Yeah, that um, she then leaves in the house. Mm. Well, actually, I mean, she leaves the mortal coil. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. But, um, yeah, that velvet couch was mm. left there for to be Mark Brennan's. Right. So we've got all that to come, the Kapoors are to come. We're going to really have to look at this with fresh eyes, aren't yeah. we, after mm. the old um, you know, allegations. Ooh. Yeah, some, some dimension. I really, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what comes of the new season in terms of diversity and representation and harmony behind the scenes. Mm. I need to have a moment over at the Robinson house for beautiful Sophie Ramsey and her new blossoming as a young Mm 14-year-old. Andrew, don't know what his deal is, but he's like, I want to bring Robinson Entertainment back. I want to prove to my dad I could. I don't know what he wants to do, but Sophie's like, why don't you just run a gig? Well, he's also saving up for some tattoo removal. Oh, yeah. Schoolies week. Which is, I don't know why I've had to hear about this tattoo removal 17 oh. times. And you can just get it removed in five years. You yeah. don't have to get it removed now. Oh, like everyone else. Or just forget it's there like I have with mine. Yeah. Years ago, a friend in when she was overseas... She was overseas for years in the UK and decided to get a Southern Cross tat in oh, kind no. of no, no because she was homesick and oh, no. and she, she didn't she didn't know no, she didn't oh, know she's, she's she is a classy lady she came back and has been ashamed since and yeah. has like kept it covered up so mm. now she's going through the laser process yeah but that's something you can wait on that's not an emergency surgery yeah well <laughs> it's not something you need a flathead screwdriver for. <laughs> Just get out your Stanley knife, mate. Just gouge. <laughs> but so Sophie is this. Is, I love this moment in her in her character journey where she's edgy. She's discovered rock and roll music. Yeah. She's got color in her she hair. She has discovered French kissing. Oh, and my God, she goes into it with some fervor. That was the most amazing reveal. That was. Oh, was Kate's like, missing a few steps here. And she also she's the one that promoted the gig on the like forums she single-handedly <laughs> got 75 people to that <laughs> university gig <laughs> what i don't understand about this gig right it's is an outrageous gig summer's wandering around and andrew said oh this will be you in a few weeks here and i'm like so it's not even a week who's hanging around uni like three weeks before uni starts yeah. True. this makes no sense at all and that, also andrew that that must be why he got the space because it was like Free or cheap in a day, or, or in a day's like, notice. Yeah, they just squat squat performance it. Yeah. It was just taken over mm. the quad. She's like, "Why don't you put on a gig?" And he's like, "All right, I'll do it today. Do yeah. it today." Yeah, who could I get? She's like, "Get red cotton." Yeah, they're they're three thousand seven hundred people really like them. Um, and I don't know if this was a like an online joke, a Twitter joke, a Facebook joke of who decided red cotton sounded well. like a tampon string, but. It's like neighbours' law that that's what we assume it is. That's all I can think of. All I can think of is Sophie and her purloined tampons (laughs) and the band called Red Cotton. And 
Paul's like, well, you're not going to this gig. She's like, it's red cotton. I have to go to the gig. I'm the one that got the four fans to go. <laughs> and menstrual and cramps are supporting them. <laughs> That's awesome. I love whenever she described them and when we saw the website and stuff, at first I thought, are they supposed to be like Slipknot? Is this some kind of real edgy dark stuff? But then no, when they performed, it was like Eskimo Joe. Yeah, they were yeah. okay. They kind of went bad. <laughs> I mean, they weren't great, but like, it wasn't my kind of thing. But then, then again, I wasn't Sophie, so that's Paul right. was into it. Oh, Paul was. Paul turned up, and what did he do? He gave us the cheers with a can of Diet Coke. I was like, Diet Coke King, Paul Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> he says, "Fine, go to the gig, Sophie." But Andrew, you are in charge of her. Otherwise, I'll kill you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the implication, and uh, and more policing of behaviour. Mm. Which again, thank God for summer. Thank God that there's always a voice of reason when these men are policing these women's bodies because so they're like, keep an eye on Sophie, keep an eye on Sophie, turn around, she's macking on with a fresh-faced young lad called Corey. Corey. Oh, dear. Uh, and so how old do we think she she's is? She's 14, he's 15. Okay. All right. I mean, thank goodness. When, when, when you heard how old he was, you were like, oh, phew, phew yeah, could have gone. <laughs> few different directions there. He could have, you know, been the fourth year of his arts degree. And Andrew is livid. <laughs> the toolie. Yeah. Andrew is livid. He's like, get out, go home, or I'm going to tell dad. And she's like, you're the boss of me. Your hair looks like seagulls. <laughs> <laughs> but also like, aren't you allowed to kiss people you're when you're 14? To. And Summer rightly points out to him, she's like, it's her first kiss, back off, Yeah. give her a minute. And he, then he tears strips off the guy and he's like, you you get away from my cousin? And then he's like, nah, I'm going to Facebook friend her. <laughs> you look like a knob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's – I love it. I love Teenage Sophie, more power to Sophie. Love Kaya Jones. She's precious. And um, love her living with Uncle Paul. Meanwhile – Which should have always been a thing. Yeah. It was very unfair to expect Kate to actually mother her, yeah, which very, is why Kate's really gone off the rails Get on now. the shit list, Paul, for letting your teenage niece be a guardian to two additional teenagers <laughs> instead of stepping in. I'd just like to um, remind you guys that, that we need to appreciate Kate's hair for the next few weeks. Well, we couldn't. Well, we got, we got to see her briefly, but we, we need to appreciate her hair as it looks right oh. now because – she must be about to go to Queensland and that is the point in time her hair turned to shit mm. and it never improved. No. So this is the last moment we get to see her with smooth hair. Well, she's been wearing it in top knots all week because she's been out on the town clubbing with quote-unquote friends. Well, she went – she would try to go out with um, – Jade. Jade and – Amelia. Uh, uh, Amelia with the, the Rachel do. Is that where she getting her money from, the zoo magazine? Like, yeah. yeah like, how can she <laughs> afford to go out to the waterhole? Um, which I loved. Kate's night out starts and ends at the waterhole. Yeah. Like, oh, my, oh, honey. And she's having a fry up at the at Harold's the next day. The worst outfit I found, Kate's on the town outfits, that blue like tank top over the silver sequin skirt with mm. the hair in a bun. Oh, she looked, it was weird. And it's from like an era before like skims and stuff so like there's lots of like visible panty lines and like belts on things and like it's very strange you know 
when you look at young folk now and you're like, wow, everyone looks super polished these mm-hmm. days and I still look shabby. But mm. then, then you see this and you go, that's right, because we weren't raised to have standards. We? No, <laughs> no, no, no. But you this know what? It was more... character building. It was. God damn it. People were ugly back in my day. And, and you had to sit are. with that and be okay with it. But those poor kids now, they have to see themselves with the glamour filter. Oh, my and God. Then, poor How kids. What about me them? still having to see myself looking like Grimace in the background of that <laughs> shot? Jesus. <laughs> You didn't have anyone following you around with a makeup. No thing, one, did you? DIY hair and makeup. I mean, it's it is just funny to watch them now and see how shiny people are. And yeah, um, in the middle of all of this, so Kate's off the rails for whatever reason, but she intercepts this meeting that Reese orchestrates with one of the um, inter- oh, surgical interns. She can just get. Bent. She is so annoying. Why I needed it, but I wanted a foil for Reese in these scenes. So Reese is a toxic masculinity trying to is, – is preying upon this um, surgical intern. For, um, he wants to distract her from her position on the surgical team pr- but the, program. I don't think this is a toxic masculinity thing. He just wants her job. He doesn't want to like – And he's um, going to get it by sleeping with like, her – and Lusicus and Amelia. But he's going to get it by sleeping with her and, well, I mean, it's headed that way. Just you wait. Because he stalked her. Stalking. How did he stalk her? On the, in, on the internet. He look, We went through her Facebook feed. It's kid, what did she like? And she liked coffee and I think she, like, I think she'd had like an ex-boyfriend. She was um, talking about Which her. Aiden look, volunteered that information too. Oh, okay, but yeah, I think like he's 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 targeting her vulnerabilities. Is the best way to put it. And he, he notices that she's having a double shot over at Charlie's bar, and he hightails it over there, and swoops in. And he, but really, again, Reese, you're playing the long game, like yeah. like which nobody else on the street could do because they're too dumb. <laughs> like, look, you can't. Okay, people who could not carry off this, Toady, um, Carl. Uh, Lusicus, he can he can't do anything. Coil can't even tell you what fruit is in a fruit salad. <laughs> Michael, <laughs> thick as two planks. <laughs> I I enjoy having a character who's not completely incompetent on the show. At yeah. least I, look, it's refreshing for me to hate someone who's not Paul. I was just going to say people that could, Doctor Reese and Paul. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's refreshing to me. But like when you could, when you're confronted by the reality of. <laughs> How stupid Lusicus is. And um, I, look, I suffered through him for years. I just remember cheering when he left. And I know, look, I know he's a long, well-loved character. He's a hard watch. I he's, don't look, know why. But I, I appreciated Rivers from Heartbreak High as much as the next person, but he's a hard watch on Neighbours. Anytime he's on screen, at first it was just a dull annoyance that would mm. creep in. By the end of my viewing experience, I was just screaming from the couch, piss off, Lusicus. Like well, that nickname came straight back to me. But remember um, how we eventually got into we got Lusicus into the script. Yes, we did. Who said it? I'm pretty sure um, it's Mark Brennan called him a Lusicus. I thought Tash said oh, it. It might have been. Yeah. You'll have it in your screenshots. Yeah, so you yeah. can go back. And oh, look. I probably have the video of it somewhere. Yeah, it's yeah. canon. Lusicus is canon. Yeah. Amelia, her redeeming quality is she's like, oh, I am but too the- good for this shit, and she, oh, yeah, she's I like, see you later. I'm not going she's to like, Sydney with you. I'm you don't. T- I'm into a sure thing with my brother-in-law, mate. You're not respecting my body. Yeah. Get out of here. And he tries to win her back by like posing in the nut in front of a toolbox, behind oh. a toolbox. And he's like, you can photograph me. I wish she just said, look, I'm not into this. Look, I said no. <laughs> Take your dignity, what's left of it. Pack it up in your tackle box and get out. Hey, oh, um, 
fun things I noticed. The bric-a-brac store in the background. Oh, Kate, you and I would have a great day in that bric-a-brac shop. (laughs) And grease monkeys, of course. Did grease monkeys close in the end? I had had some trouble keeping up with what became of um, grease monkeys. Phil noticed. He goes, oh, look, it's that same Asian extra in the cafe. And I was like, Margie, damn straight it's Margie. Except Kate called her Margie. She was hungover and she had to ring up to cancel her shift. Because this is the kind of detail we drill down on back in 2012. Yeah. She's like, hi, Margie, I can't come in. I'm like, that's not her name. So yeah, Margie's, in the, Margie's just on the other end of that fucking <laughs> I have a name and that's not it, <laughs> bitch. Okay, Karen. And, okay. and aren't you meant to be a teacher? <laughs> yeah. How's the tap dancing going, love? <laughs> so that's what she – so she's working at Harold's? I guess. Yeah. When okay. she's turning up. Yeah, not often. She's, is she, oh, well, no, and she's a, she is a full teacher now, isn't she? She was. Yeah, before she molested her <laughs> child. Yeah. Oh, um, are there any other loose threats? Toadie's absolved. He's, um, he's back to lawyering. Yeah, oh, uh, but, but, but with no money and um, loser because yeah. thinks he's still in with a shot. <laughs> oh, I really just didn't need to see him. No, I didn't. I didn't. No. Um, but we did. Mm-hmm. Um, beautiful um, Jade and Coil. Okay, Jade confesses to Coil. She's like, I don't want to go the whole nine yards so fast in our relationship because my previous relationship was abusive to me. Mm. And she, she flinched when he kind of ill-advisedly attempted to pick her up despite the fact he's in a moon boot or something. <laughs> what the hell was with he, that? He was, he was going to drop her before he picked her up 10 centimetres, I reckon. Go to the linen press and get a blanket. That's what you do. Yeah. You don't pick people up and don't, take just, them to their just bed. Just don't pick people up. But also, isn't, no. this the long, isn't this the storyline that – Leads to it coming out that it was Sonia who was violent against her, not an ex-boyfriend. Oh, no. I oh. thought it was... Oh, was it the Dita Brummer story? Yeah, like? maybe it was Dita Brummer related. We are going to see him die again this year. Because Coyle... Oh, oh sad. Because oh. Coyle goes up to Sonia and airs the dirty laundry. Like, what's going on with your sister? And Sonia has this moment of being so happy for them. Oh, I'm so glad you guys are a couple. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's being weird about it. What was with that horrible ex of hers? And Sonia's like, what are you talking about? What ex? I don't think she's ever gone out with anyone. It's like, oh, like, look, I was too busy, like, nodding off. I had some stuff going on, Kyle, that I had my had to deal with, okay? Mm. I didn't have time to keep up with her stuff. And so he is trying to tread carefully around Jade but also telling her she can't go to work and be a personal trainer because she's in a moon boot as well. I don't even moon understand boot city. What she did was fine. Like sitting there and telling other people to exercise. Do 20 reps. Fine. Talk to me later. Like, God, I tell you what, he wouldn't have been able to cope with 2020 and 2021 and like pivoting, would he? (laughs) It's not like she could, um, it's not like she was saying she wanted to do classes. No. Also, I was thinking about it. She's like, I can't cancel. People have paid. No one loves a trainer more than one that will cancel. Yeah. Because if you have signed up, you know, you've done everything you can mm. to exercise, but someone's just given you the day off. Yeah. And even if you love exercise, mm. what oh, a, well, what a, a treat. It's yeah. out of my hands. Yeah. No better plans than cancelled plans. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm thinking, you know, mm. this is good. This is good for your business. <laughs> and that's everyone. And then the only other kind of weird dilemma is that Carl and Susan are trying to like use summer as a um, foot. P- football between them going oh she's gonna live with me now she's gonna live with me i'm like she's an adult i think it'd be more like she can live with you yeah. no she can live with you <laughs> also susan doesn't why have the- a house so i don't know why she's 
Yeah. Why do we have any obligations to this child? She's going to understand. She's going to come and hang out with me in my car. <laughs> she's eighteen. She can find herself. Yeah. Her own send house. her back to Lynn. Yeah, she can shower with me at the gym. It's a Fernwood, so. <laughs> but what is the connection here? So it's it's one of those things where they've she, they've really had to hammer home that she calls Lynn Nan. So when um, what's his name? Agro. <laughs> What's his her dad? Oh, yeah, Max. Max, Max Hoyland. Hoyland. Yeah. So she, her mum died when they were young. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Max Hoyland came in and married Steph. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. so Steph became her stepmom and Lynn was her step-grandma and she just straight away called her Nan instantly. What's, your, what's the connection to Coos though? So Lynn fucked off to Bendigo. Oh, yeah, to hang out. And she's like, uh-oh, I've got this hanger-on kid. Susan's like, oh, I'll look after her. That's it. Like, oh, she can she stay prom- with us. She promised Lynn. I promised Lynn. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess it's time, you know, you've finished school now, about to start uni, you can... Yeah. Um, I think you need to find a yeah. share house, love. Get a job down at the local paper. Mm. Mm. But Carl's going to keep it. <laughs> oh, nobody would be fighting over <laughs> in a newly single state. You would not be fighting to have a teenager still living in your house. Although Carl and Summer, I feel like, are cut from the same cloth, those dweebs. Fair enough. But also Andrew's always hanging around. So you feel like oh. you'd be like, oh, get the Robinson out of my life. And Susan's she, she's like, you can live with me. And Summer's like, I've got Andrew here. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I sure. Don't, I don't want a Robinson. I've got one at work. Oh. Well, yeah. should we do a clanger for this week? Yeah. Biggest clanger. Um, my clanger is just um, the the nudie magazine. The existence of a news agent. <laughs> <laughs> I worked in a news agent the whole way yeah. through high school. That what sort of job. dirty mags did you look through? Um, we used to sell people and oh. picture. Mm-hmm. And the friend that I worked with was... She, she didn't know how to cope when anyone would come in to buy them. <laughs> so when they would come in and they go, hi, picture and people, love. Check out those baps. <laughs> she would say, she'd just stop. Like, obviously, I'm saying nothing. She would just stop and then she'd go, Catherine. And then I would have to come up and deal with the man. <laughs> I love it. So was that the hardest core magazines that you sold? Yeah, but I think there was also like these kind of magazines. Sealed and magazines. You're yeah. right classy, on the money. There'd be one ones. or two. Yeah. Yeah, it would be ordered, yeah. Um, and then my favourite job was all the magazines that weren't ordered, you would rip the covers off and then you'd send the rest of the pulp. Oh, no. And yeah. you'd return the covers and they'd give you your money back. Yeah, so that's you could actually just get fresh, basically fresh magazines that didn't have the covers on them. Yeah, I, wow. I used to you do did. that, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Was this before or after you were also... Uh, a music reviewer for Street Press. Much before. High you, school. Oh, because then your later career you would have been reviewing Red Cotton. I would have been. How what would you have had to say about Red Cotton? Um, I would have started with like an analogy of um, what sounding, what hearing their music felt mm. like. Mm. Yeah. And just and, – and probably a clear up of like imagine going to Eden Hills University when no one's there. <laughs> <laughs> what can you hear in the distance? <laughs> See? I've got the actual review of Red Cotton from their um, Facebook page. Stop. Oh, excellent. Tell us. Stop tell it. us. I'll, I'll review the review. Okay. <laughs> Melbourne's newest indie darlings hit the right note. If you have the internet, chances are you've heard Red Cotton. If you have the internet. <laughs> the information superhighway Like it's an there. option. Yeah, yeah. Now it's like we've got I mean, it in our bloodstream. Mind you, this review is a Facebook comment. So... 
I'm going to assume you've got the internet if you're able to read this Facebook review. Don't look too closely um, at the review. Their tracks have been blasting out of Facebook profiles, Tumblrs and Twitter feeds. Shut up. Every since the Melbourne-based <laughs> band first released them through their band page. Did Kyle write this? Band page is one word, by the way. Um <laughs> But, as we all know, sounding good on laptop speakers is one thing. Sounding great when you're live on stage is quite another. Thankfully, last Saturday night at the Copier Bar, Red Cotton proved that virtual stages are just the tip of their, of their iceberg. I'm dead. I'm dead This from band is the real deal. Jay. Oh, Jay. Jay, yeah. Lowercase J. Just, just a J. That's yeah. the most beautiful thing I've ever heard in my life. Oh, my God. I, um, that did, is exactly did, what a reviewer yeah. would have written. Did you ever start it with, if you have the internet? I, she wouldn't I have because she was writing for Street Press. Oh, my God. And, and I couldn't do, like, online research because there wasn't that much internet. Uh, so, so you never used the phrase, sounding good on laptop speakers is one thing. No. Who's no. listening to indie music on laptop speakers? But 100% I said things like indie pop darlings. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did they yeah. hit the right note? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I love it. I love everything about them and Sophie. Beautiful. Um, I can't wait to see what she gets up to next week. Let me check back in. Okay. So we'll be back soon and... Neighbours Pod on um, wherever. Just pop it into the internet if you've got it. Yeah, if you've got it. Just uh, Patreon. (laughs) Uh, If you want to jump on there, Neighbours Council, Vase on Instagram, Kate. I'm Remude on Twitter. CJ. (laughs) Oh, Miss Mum. Also known as Jay. <laughs> Jay. It's a simpler time. I'll hand it over to Jeffrey and uh, catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.